If you're looking to buying a new home or selling your home, please go see Legacy Realty Group Remax Vantage and speak to Valdir Baptista Korea, real estate agent at 508-441-1628. His email is Realtor at gmail.com. His motto is your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. That's Valdir Korea at 508 441 1628. You can buy a home or you can sell the one you have. But see this guy. Like he says, your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. Hello, can you Hi. hear me? How are you? How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Now that I'm seeing you, I'm doing awesome now. That's great to hear. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I have this microphone and I'm, I want to make sure, actually a pretty big microphone. Okay. And I want to make sure that it's doing its job. That's perfect right there. Wonderful. I'm just trying to try to clean my screen. Um, should I put like this background or something? No, that's fine. Actually, this, it's uh, fine as it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. We are, we are live. So I'm gonna. Only I didn't want to lose the. Uh, I didn't want to lose the feed. Um, Great. All right. So, the um. First and foremost. It's the, it's the ultimate honor to have you on this podcast. Thank um, you so much for having me. I'm really you. honored to be here as well, Charlie. Oh, the, the, just your history, your bio, it's just amazing. I, I just, I said, wow, you know, I was, I was standing right near that wonderful woman uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I said, wow, she's, she's awesome. And, uh, you're actually playing an instrument that I always wanted to play throughout my whole life. And uh, I always had a phobia about my hands because my hands are so small and playing the piano. I didn't want anybody to be looking at my hands and it always stopped me from doing it. But uh, anyways, um, your accomplishments are unbelievable. And um, I'm glad. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm glad you loved music. And I'm glad that your mom and dad put you on that instrument to to just for you to learn it at a young age, five years old. That's amazing, you know, amazing. And um, so we're gonna we're gonna introduce you um, to the audience, and we'll go from there. All right. Your mic is muted. For some reason. It's uh, unmuted now. Okay, all right. I so just wanted to make sure that I wasn't having any sounds from my end carrying on to your while you were you, talking. Actually, do you hear anything on my end? No. All right. You're I, good. I, I do have a fan playing in the background, so if you hear anything, let me know, and then I'll, I'll, I'll turn it off. Sure. All right. So, hey, hey, everyone. Sorry, I had to get into a conversation with my guest because this is an amazing woman. She's done many, many things, many extraordinary things. And I know that her friends and family are very proud of her, along with any musician should be proud of the things that she has done. And, um, you know, she, it's, it's, I'm going to try to pronounce it right. Shara Suri. Charu Suri, yes, Charu the accent on the first okay. syllables. Charu Suri, All right. yes. All right. She's a pianist, a composer, and a journalist. 
who became the first female Indian American jazz composer to premiere her original work at Carnegie Hall. Amazing feat. And, and Carnegie Hall is be, right in the background. It's behind us, folks. Look at it. That's an amazing place. You can eat off the walls. They're so clean. The floor, everything. It's just amazing. And, um, you know, I had the privilege of just walking in there years and years ago when I was a very young kid. Um, happened to go there on a field trip. And uh, so for me to i was in awe just going in there i never seen anything like that and and for you to be playing there amazing amazing it is it's a very special place we're playing at while which is the smaller auditorium um mm -hmm. but it's still absolutely as beautiful as the picture here i think you have a picture of stern and while is more suited to jazz and it's just intimate and lovely and regal yes the and chandeliers and the green velvet seating it's really beautiful and you yeah you gotta have that nice set uh nice setting especially with jazz um and the craziest thing is that while i'm listening to everything that you had on youtube facebook everything that i could possibly get my ears to listen to i was listening to i was trying to um get quite familiar with everything that you're doing and i was just just kind of starstruck you know just listening and uh especially the sounds are, were great and that trio thank you so much that, that trio really means so much you have no idea it it really does thank you so much i really appreciate okay. it okay yeah please keep that trio together you guys are awesome i mean it's just it's just unbelievable the uh um i came across you at the indie collaborative in north north kingston which is the Cordell's of Arts. And I was there with my cousin, Kristen Speller. Um, and I, I was just everybody that she kind of was just talking to. I was just looking, looking. You was in well, and you was uh, dressed in your, uh, your your nice gown there. I don't know. What, what would I call that? And, and it's a, it's, I was wearing a lehenga kind of like this. Yep. What I'm wearing now. Yep. It's, it's a lehenga. I mean, sometimes you wear a sari, sometimes you wear a salwar mm -hmm. uh, that evening. And I love lehengas. It's very, very fashionable right now. Yes, it, it uh, is. It's almost like a big tunic, a, a gorgeous gown. Uh, hi, Michael. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's so beautiful because it's got all this lovely embroidery, like one of the ones that I'm wearing today. I was yes. wearing a blue one that night. I don't know. It makes me feel like a performer, even yes. though, you know, when I wear something like that, I feel that, you know, I'm paying, you know, a tribute to the art of what I'm doing because yes. I, I feel music and jazz, every little thing, every aspect of it has to be taken seriously not just the sound but the presentation what you wear how you communicate your vision your philosophy all of that dovetails together you know because art is is transcends borders mm -hmm. everything comes together beautifully and history is so much more than just sound even though i'm a musician my inspirations are everywhere from my travel journeys to what I wear. So I'm glad you asked me that mm -hmm. about what I was wearing because Indian fashion has come a long way since. I love it. I love it. I love it. I is, uh, you know, especially, you know, the guys and I mean, I like everything about it, you know? And so when I see that, I'm like in, in awe as it is. And, um, it's just comfortable, classy. It just brings, a, a, it just reminds me of, uh, actually, it's a, it, I love African dashikis. So, you know, in, in the colors and everything and the blends, it all goes into, it, it, it just blends real well. So, but I just love that. I love the Indian culture and the way they dress. It just, it's a, it's so peaceful to me. So the, um, I, I want to go back in, in, in your history. Now you're five years old. 
you know, you're pretty much just doing what mom and dad told you. But when they told you to sit near that big, big piano, or maybe it was a little one. I don't know. Actually, no, they didn't. That's no, not they didn't? <laughs> okay. All right. So tell me the story at five years old. What happened? So they, um, I come from a family of Indian musicians. So my grandmother is this amazing singer. And she could have had a, 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 an incredible career like Ravi Shankar in vocal music, but she chose to, you know, give it up and have children instead. So I grew up listening to a lot of Indian music. My father got a job in Nigeria um, okay. as the CEO of a record label. Okay. So wow. he took us when I was five years old and he said, guess what? We're going to go live in Africa for a few years. Mm-hmm. So the apartment that he had over there actually had a piano. Nice. And my parents didn't know anything about the piano because they wouldn't have ever put me on the piano because that's not an instrument that normally, you know, my Mm -hmm. family given to me. I played a stringed instrument called the vena, which is like the sitar. Yes. Down and play it. So I played Mm -hmm. that. So that's what I probably would have learned if it had not been for this job. And the fact that the house had a piano. And this is to quote my mom, I just started playing and I never stopped. <laughs> wow. See, so I can kind of, I can, I you know, everyone has their, their place in history. And your family's placement was actually put there for you. They were put there for you. So that piano was there. It was God had this this path, and guess what? The path was the direction you're gonna go, and she and he used your dad to do that to get you in place. Yeah, it was really very. Uh, yeah. The timing of it was was perfect. I was five and I was fidgety, mm-hmm. and rather than destroying things, <laughs> tearing down walls and plaster, and because I had all this. Um, yes, actually, that's probably what it was. Uh, Exactly. It was a destiny because honestly, I can honestly say that ever, every time I play it, I've been asked this question, how do you find the time to practice? I just honestly never wanted to stop practicing. Mm -hmm. I would play for 10, 12 hours and I had plants growing into my piano. The ivy was climbing. And coming to my keys and I just couldn't stop it. I just don't know what it was just a power. It was a force that took over me. So self-taught or teach? No, my parents saw the passion. So they put me with some of the best teachers, both in India and when I was in Africa. And I just advanced quickly because they wanted me to learn it right. That is smart, smart people and I I just I don't know I'm I'm that's an amazing story and and as you as you learn and and and, and take on this task and and you love it obviously you said you never want to get away from it yeah it's just amazing and so what led to you performing in front of people was it your teacher yeah um, I I was just put in various auditoriums and I I was so connected with the music. I didn't care where I played, you know, unlike some of my friends who got cold feet and they got nervous. I, you could put me in an auditorium. I was playing for a hundred people, 1000 people. It didn't matter to me. I just wanted to connect with my instrument. And that was really great. I, one thing I was very grateful for is I didn't have those crazy nerves because I honestly was focused just on the music. But then I had to learn everything about repertoire, audience, and presentation, and all of that that came with the concert schedule that I had when I started performing. Wow, it's amazing. The uh, when uh, we when we were in Kingston, Rhode Island, and we had to sing "Happy Birthday" to Kristen. Yeah. And you came on stage ready and able and starting, you know, playing happy birthday with us, you know, and keep us in line and, and chorus. 
and that was so sweet of you to do that. The um, I, I just, I, I just, I missed everything that you played that night because I had to leave. Uh huh. And I, I had actually, I told Roberta on a previous show I left just before she got on, um, only because we have an early day and uh. Sure. So it was had, late. Yeah. So it, but um, you know, I definitely caught up, especially reaching out to you through all the social media and and getting connected, because I couldn't. It, I was so fascinated with all the stories that people were telling me. I, I hooked up with so many people from the indie collaborative, and they're all special. They're all special. But A great, so, great crowd. Yeah. Now. How did you get involved in that? I um, got, you know, nominated to join the Recording Academy last year. And through that, through the Recording Academy, I met Grant. Yes. And I had corresponded with Grant a couple of times and just an amazing talent. And more especially, an amazing human being. Mm -hmm. Sure is. uh, he really is some, someone really special. So he um, he and I just exchanged a few emails and he said, consider joining the Indie Collaborative. And I said, that sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. Sure does. And so I did. And uh, this was my first time performing. And I met so many musicians from so many genres, including mm-hmm. who I absolutely adore, her music and her the way she was playing um, her instrument and um, and singing. Yeah. And I, I'm now in touch with a, a fair number of fantastic musicians and hopefully collaborating yes. with some of them. You guys should. I'm trying to encourage a lot of people that I know to, to join up with the Indie Collaborative because it, it's just for that, just what you're saying, networking and, and it, and it's so easy with you. It seems like everyone in that group's kind of, they all just communicate with each other, exchange different things and ideas. Oh, yeah. And it's it's just awesome. And that's the way it should be. It's, it's actually, a, a, it would be a great um, symbol of how the music injury should work. I agree. You know? Wholeheartedly. I feel the passion and I feel the professionalism. Yes. I think you have to have both. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Now, how do you, I mean, I want to, I want to go to, I mean, first of all, Grammy a winner, Grammy winner. Now you get to vote all the time. Now, when you vote for, for people or musicians, is that just once a year? How's that work? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I haven't been nominated or haven't won because I'm, very new and I've adventured my album for consideration this year. Um, And it's been amazing to see and hear submissions from people from all over the world. So the voting, there is a voting process that determines the nominations and that's coming up. And then once the nominations are announced, there's a second voting process to determine who gets the Grammy, but all everything is done by the members of the Recording Academy. Okay, and that's what's it called, ISA? Um, recording. It's it's just the Recording Academy. It's the. Okay. All right. I'm 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 sorry. Oh I'm no! Serious. So yes. So ISA, I won yeah. an ISSA, the International Singer Songwriters Association. Yes. was the award that I won earlier this year. I won the gold uh, jazz artist uh, award, a gold mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. And I won a crystal trophy for my uh, band single of the year, a silver uh, for my single bluesy. And they're both treasures. They are from the International Singer Songwriters Association. You have to be nominated by a panel of judges yep. to be a final and to, first of all, to be nominated and then to be a finalist. So I was a six time finalist this year. And then I won 
the band a single, and then I won the Jazz Artist uh, Awards, which were very, very special to me. And um, that's, I never thought in a million years that would happen because my jazz band's not very, it's just three years old. Uh, I just started it in 2018. And when I first started doing this, you know, creative combination of using Indian jazz and Sufi singing, a lot of people didn't understand what the heck I was doing. (laughs) They were going ready to just sit down, buckle up, play autumn leaves. And I said, no, 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 we're not doing that. They're like, what do you mean we're not doing that? I wanted to play, you know, blue skies, fly me to the moon. And we have done all of that. I also write in the songbook genre, but I kept telling them, we got to push the mold guys. You got to think out of the box. They're like, well, we just want to roll up and play the standards. I'm like, no, yep. we're not going to do that. And, and so it took a couple of tries. And a, then after a couple of jam sessions, and they started appreciating the beauty of the Sufi music floating over, over the work, vocals. And then, and then I had to tell them about the ragas and how they were, you know, modal scales and how you can play with them and yes. how the ascent and descent are a little different and how you can play and jam with them. So they warmed up to it. It wasn't easy because... This is not something that, you know, everybody does. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a new way of thinking about it. But then eventually when we started to play them in concerts and show them to people, the feedback I got was absolutely fantastic. And I was like, this is great. This is what I wanted. That's it. It takes, takes a little brainstorming. It does. Somebody, yep. And, and whether someone wants to follow you initially or just doesn't have an understanding of it, that shouldn't stop you. You keep on doing it. You yeah. Go, yeah. You move yeah. forward. You move forward because they're they're probably everyone's probably complimenting you the way you feel music, the way you you play it, and, and you're playing it much with just the even flow. So now when you come up with these brainstorms and you say, "Look, this is what I feel," mm-hmm. and, and just follow me, follow me, you'll get it. And when, we're, when it's all said and done, guess what? You're going to be in love with it. And as it sees. That's it. Yep. As it shows, you guys have fell in love with it. What's it? Uh, I got um, Justin Lee, Jay O'Brien, and Jesse Gabasi. I, be, I believe that's it. Yes. And the, and the Sufi singer is Irma. Is, is, yeah. He goes by the name Falsa. Falsa, and- so in in essence, I have two bands, you okay. know, um, Jay O'Brien and Danielle Aaron Rhodes and Justin Lee. They do a lot of the songbook style, which is more a tribute to the standard sounds. Yes. That I also write in because I wanted to show one band doing two completely different styles and how that's possible. Okay. And Falsa... And Jesse and I, we are the trio that does the raga stuff. And sometimes mm-hmm. we'll have the double bass in. But uh, Falsa, he goes by, um, his full name is Umar Paracha, but Falsa is his stage name. Yes. He was actually born in a city called Multan in Pakistan. And he grew up singing Sufi guzzles, which are devotional songs. Mm-hmm. And I had to work with him to make him understand jazz licks and jazz harmonies and jazz progressions. But because we both come from two cultures where improvisation is at the heart of what we do. Yes. It actually fit. Mm-hmm. We, uh, had to understand each other, but in some magical way it came together and it was Absolutely beautiful. It sure was. He, he just, just him singing was uh, it's like an instrument in himself. He, he didn't realize. Right. Yes, you, you could just by his singing, you could, you can, you can play a beat. You can get the right beat. You can get in tune just by him just starting it off. It would actually just be wonderful. I, I just, I liked it, um, and you could see he was into it, and. Um, you know, you, you picked a five-star guy there, you know. 
I got I got really lucky. And that's a story in and of itself as to how he entered my life in that way. It, Good. Yeah. It's it's um I'm I'm I want to see you on November thirteenth at Carnegie Hall. Please come. I, I uh, really, I really do. And I'm gonna try work some magic and make it happen. Um only because that would be something special to uh to us if we go there and I definitely want to see that. Um so what is your next plan? Well, other than Carnegie Hall, what are you gonna be doing in the near future? So I'm working on a, an album on jazz ballads. Okay. Maybe and solo jazz ballads. And uh, I've composed a few. I'm going to be premiering two of them at Carnegie Hall. Oh, nice. nice. So you'll see. I'm a huge Bill Evans fan, and I uh, have always loved how he made the piano not sound like one instrument, but ten instruments. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really is just magic listening to him, you know, doing his chordal progressions in his left hand and then his lyrical melodies and all the runs in his right hand. And I, I just felt like I've done the trio work, I've done the Sufi work, and now I kind of want to just do jazz piano work. Yes. Which would be nice. So gotta, I'm focusing on that. Got to do it all. You got to do it all because you have it all. I, I really, I wanted my, my mind has so many different ideas right now. Mm -hmm. it's just like every day is like something new that I jot down or, or compose. And then I have, um, I've started working with this wonderful dulcimer player for a new age album, but also with the Sufi. Mm-hmm but more pared down and not as not as crazy improvisational as the jazz album okay. because there's something so calming about sufi music for the new age sense so i think that could be good for us so yes. that's something that i'm looking into i'm very happy you're doing that you gotta stay you gotta work it off work it all because you're going places, you've been places, and it's only going to get better for you. Um, Thank I, you. Uh, I mean, you're inspiring me in just a short period of time. Today, you inspired uh, something for me with my writing, and uh, but I want you to talk about it as far as your your single lollipops for breakfast. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> talk. <laughs> Tell us about that story. I'm uh, I'm playing the title song at Carnegie. It's 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 a song that I keep. Everyone keeps asking me because it was inspired by my daughter, who was six at the time. That mm -hmm. set off the whole jazz band in motion. She that was the time when we were all going through this, you know, huge immigration crisis here in the country, and you know, I wanted some joy. I just kept hearing some crazy news all the time. Not unlike today, but that's another story. But she woke, you know, one day and she just shouted. She said, Mom, I want lollipops for breakfast. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. That's a tune in my head right now. <laughs> I said, you got to hold that thought because I have a tune right now in my head. So you didn't <laughs> give her the lollipop for us? I did. I did. I did give her a lollipop first. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> it's fun. And then uh, that became such a a hit among my listeners, and it's it's a tune that people just yeah. play to bring them joy. I love it. So. I do. I do. I do. And uh, I had to write something, and uh, and I did, and. I might change it. I don't know, but I, I like the way it is. And, um, but it inspired me just that title alone and pretty yeah. much just, just the title of, uh, just you hearing that come out of your daughter's mouth is, you know, inspired you and led to this beautiful song, beautiful rend rendition of, of, it just, it's just unbelievable. I, um, I try to do, I'm trying to, 
really get this podcast going and and artists like you uh, um are able to inspire me inspire my audience um just by what you're doing and i hope that you continue to do it um and i i want to always invite you to this pro to this podcast at any point any time possible only because and, you know, your inspiration will only help out others that are pretty much maybe in the same situation you was when you were a young child and maybe even the same situation where you are right now, you know, where they want to kind of go to Carnegie Hall and, and, and play, you know, their instruments or, or, and do the things that they want to do that are, that are dreams come true. So Absolutely. Yeah. I have a lot of students like larger number of piano students right now and i love their passion i love how they're so eager to you know um to learn and to do more um and yes thank you michael i think bill evans has been such a huge influence on me just uh as an aside i feel like it's just such a giant you know because there's nothing that he couldn't do um absolutely beautiful poetry on the piano, the lyricism. So some of the um, some of the students that I teach are so eager to get on that stage, uh, get yes. on that hall stage. They really are. I mean, I love seeing that passion. And I feel like part of my um, duty, really, for lack of a better word, is to not just write music, but to really help instruct and foster um, pianists for the next generation. It's very important to do that because music is something that needs lots of nurturing, love and care. And we have to do everything in our power to make that happen for posterity. Exactly. I hope some of your students are able to make it on November 13th. They are. They are. Those who are vaccinated are because they are. It's a fully vaccinated policy that they have right now, which is a good thing, yep. I think. And um, a lot of my older students are coming. In fact, all my older students are coming, which is great. That's awesome. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to your page and I'm going to post this podcast on your page. If Please. You can just, if you can just make sure that it's public so all your friends and family could comment on it that way we have a broader audience i absolutely will and i'll share it with my newsletter too okay my newsletter and, uh, subscribers i appreciate it the uh all right look at that we look pretty good with with carnegie hall behind us look you know I'm yes. doing the podcast back there and we're it's doing all right. <laughs> so majestic, such a, a majestic um, venue. I really hope you come to the hall. Who, uh, who, who, those who are watching the program, it's on Saturday, November thirteenth at Weil, and you can just Google Carnegie Hall Charisuri, and you'll get the ticket link. Um, but you know, it's music has has taken this music resurrected me during the pandemic they it, it basically gave me life i was trying to do one facebook jazz post a day and i did that during the entire lockdown period for 90 days mm -hmm. i did one jazz post a day to all my listeners just to make them realize they're not in this alone because we felt so isolated couldn't see anybody mm -hmm. it was really horrible i mean um but I loved doing that and getting all those comments from people all over the world saying, this is wonderful. I'm looking forward to your piece every day because I get out of bed and I'm wondering what you're going to play next. And rather than reading the news and that gave me some hope that it was great that someone is listening. Um, and I think that, you know, it's, it's a treasure that just keeps on giving. It's basically the reason I'm still alive and happy, really. That's one thing the pandemic did for me is to allow me to push myself to finally do the podcast. Um, and I was actually just, um, I was just kind of hesitant, procrastinating, you know, all the time about it. Didn't know if I wanted to do it. 
and so the pandemic was was a you know was able the to catalyst. Uh, yeah, yeah, it sure was, and and I mean, I'm glad it's led to some other things too, and um, which is, and I'm glad you did that because I was waking up and saying, "Wow, what can I do next? What's the next thing I can do?" Um, I need to buy a new microphone. I need to, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> and uh, people can't hear me. I need to reach out to someone. Let me start a YouTube channel. So it was on and on and on. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I had, a, that was the good thing about it. You know, being I think to, so. yeah. I'm very glad you did. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I, uh, we got a few minutes. Uh, I try to go an hour so. You know, if, if there's something you want to do, let me know. Um, but I I, uh, I want to ask you this question. So before uh, I ask everyone this question on the podcast, and um, who would you like to see on the Really Charlie podcast? Yeah. Anybody. Even if I don't know them, I'm going to try to reach out to them. There's a lot of people that I would love to see on the really charlie podcast i uh love trumbo and shorty i love mm -hmm. uh he's he's just amazing what he does with the trombone and what he does with jazz i've been such a fan ever since i heard him and i was like this this guy is not afraid to take risks you know mm -hmm. he's, he's really really fantastic um i'm gonna try to reach out to them and and see what i can do you know um the uh you know with your help if you can and you know, we'll 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 do this and get them on the podcast. Yeah, I think I know someone who might know him, which is okay. which is great. And uh, I'd love to see Yo Yo Ma on your podca podcast. He was one of the people earlier on in my career. He actually played a piece of mine mm -hmm. and Edgar Meyer too. And he was just such a joy. I mean, just the energy and the humility. I mean, for someone of his stature, he could have been really arrogant. He really wasn't. Wow. Uh, just incredible. Really, really great. Um, so I'd love to see Yo-Yo Ma. And then there's this pianist that I'm going crazy over, that the whole world is going crazy over, Yu Jia Wang. I'm sure you know her. Uh, I've heard of her, the Chinese pianist. Yes. I'd love to see her on your podcast. I really would. <laughs> I would love to see her on your podcast and I learn what she's I don't, There's one thing I'm not intimidated in reaching out to people, and I'll do it. And uh, great. If, if I had to get someone on here, I'm going to reach out to them and they can either take my email at spam or <laughs> or answer me back. You know, I reach out to everybody. I, I reached out to sports legends. I've done it all. I tried to reach out to people. I don't hesitate. And uh, and even if they can only give me 15 minutes, that's 15 minutes that, you know, I have and I'll be able to cherish because every guest that I have, I like I cherish and um this podcast with you is going to be special to me. And um, I, I definitely can't wait to replay it again. I, I do that the following day. I, I go ahead and I listen to the whole podcast again and see how you and I did. Um, and just in case I missed something. So I can't wait to listen to it again. And it, it actually sounds real. It sounds real great, uh, real good when uh, when I'm in the car. And so it's good. Oh, the speaker yes. system, it sounds awesome, you know. So, but uh, I uh, have you been able to work with, with Kristen Speller at all? Have you guys? No, I do want to. I, I absolutely am going to reach out to her. She doesn't know this yet, but I do want yeah. to reach out to her because you know she plays the dulcimer, right? Yes, she, yes. And so, uh, I love, I'm, I, I am trying to feature one of the hammered instruments on my new age album. And I and I was going to reach out to her um, to ask if she would be interested in doing that. I think she's so talented. I honestly loved her uh, her stage presence and her band. Everyone in that show was so fantastic. Sure <laughs> so, was. Yeah. Like, is there a recording of that whole show? Did anyone record it? I, I recorded a number of videos, which I can send you. Please I please. recorded like almost the entire 
thing in snippets on a on a video on the iPhone. It's not the most glamorous recording. It's not going to go on the silver screen anytime soon, but it is <laughs> something to, to listen to. <laughs> well, it, to me, it's priceless because yeah. I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The uh, I'm uh, I'm going to share a lot of things, you know, periodically with the things that you have on your, your, between your videos, different concerts that you have that I had seen and were able to recover. And I'm going to constantly put that on the page. For one, it, it's because you're part of my group right now. You're part of my family here. And so I'm going to kind of push it, you know, and, and get people to know you um, and like your pages and share it and, and go on. I mean, we have a huge Indian population in my city here. And so, you know, that's inspiring just for them in itself, you know. So I'm going to continue to do it. Push so much. Push no, it, it just means so much. You have no idea. I mean, none of this is done for any other reason than the pure love of doing the art. There's no guaranteed anything, right, with music. Yes. There's no guarantees. Um, I just... And then the reason you keep doing it because you just have to do it. Otherwise, there's, you're going to lose your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much. But you keep loving what you're doing because it uh, means means a lot to a lot of us. Um, the uh, uh, Now, when you do play at Carnegie Hall, is it you and a few others? Or is it just going to be featuring? You're going to be the premiere. Um, no, it's my show, my band, right. the entire. Awesome. Evening. It's awesome. it's it's entirely my whole evening dedicated to my work, which is amazing. All right. Um, do you know if I can bring a camera in there? So you can discreetly, but they can't. They they don't allow recordings, and I'm trying very hard. I've heard from people far and wide that I need to do whatever it takes to get it recorded. Yes. So I'm looking into that. It's a union venue, as you know, so there are mm -hmm. some really big rules and restrictions. Yeah, I totally so I understand. Walls in with my, I can't actually walls in with my mic and mm -hmm. my monitor. That's not yeah. allowed. So it's like the wow. acoustic performance wow. here, which the first time I did it, we had a sound check and I was just like, for real, we're not having mm -hmm. a like, trust me, just go on stage. This is Carnegie Hall. This is not like your dive bar with peanut shells. <laughs> Hoping that if you had 10 mics that someone will hear you at the back. Yeah. Go there and just seriously, just had do your magic. And then we tested it from the balcony and you could hear everything without any wow. it's really amazing i can't wait i'm gonna do whatever i can beautiful beautiful setting it's just something divine about that auditorium just something divine everything you could hear everyone i feel connected to the audience i can hear my band they can see each other i mean just beautiful really beautiful well i'm gonna wear um uh, well you must be familiar with Tyler Perry. Yes. So he, all right. So he has one of his characters is Leroy Brown. I'm going to wear a Leroy Brown suit. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. I'm going to have all kinds of colors on it. Just so I can make sure you see me in the audience. All right. Oh, well, great. No, that's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I, well, I will be able to do that. <laughs> so well, I'm going to definitely... Uh, make sure I promote that as much as possible. Thank you and, very much. Uh, I do have family in Jersey um, and New York, so maybe I can reach out to them also. The uh, All right. Is there anything you want to share with us? You know. Uh, yes, I just think that, you know, um, it's just a very strange time, and I know recording studios who – which actually really could use the work. You know, I see a lot of people wondering they're, 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 they're tired of the pandemic. They're tired, but I see tours starting to happen. Like I have gig bookings in some fantastic venues in New York, like the cutting room, which I love. Yeah. 
Um, and we are just trying to find a date to find a, a show at the cutting room. I saw my friend uh, there recently and they have this beautiful piano on a fantastic uh, stage. And then I have, um, I'm booked for a New Year's gala um, in the Caribbean in St. Croix. I'm going to be playing mm. New Year's Eve in St. Croix. And I'm so delighted. Absolutely delighted. It's one of the islands I absolutely love. And I'm delighted to return there to perform for, for New Year's Eve. Well, you won't be shoveling snow. That's for sure. I, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that week I won't be telling you, I'll be telling you when I come back. I'm wishing I was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was born in India, so I grew up with 90 degree weather, you know, so that was the thing. I, re I really missed the warm weather. So, so I have the upcoming tours. All everything is on my site, and everything, all the dates are on my Spotify as well. If you look at the very bottom of my Spotify page, all my upcoming appearances are there, and people can sign up for to be on my newsletter, which is on my website, charusuri.com. And um, I just think that there's going to be a lot more music in store for 2022. We were planning. We were planning to do a holiday album, okay. um, and uh, we might just do a few holiday singles. Um, yes, thank you. And just to to sign up is on that website, um, and we uh, are going to have the definitely the jazz ballads and the new age album. That's what I'm very very excited about. I think right now in music is a very exciting time. I've started to listen to some really groundbreaking voices, especially coming from women and uh, who are um, really doing wonderful things. Of course, Esperanza Spalding is one of those amazing artists um, that I have admired for years. Mm -hmm. But also from India, the jazz scene is really, really heating up and it's not at all the same place that I knew growing up. Now, there are jazz bars, jazz clubs, there's jazz festivals. I never even thought that was a, a thing. And now they have a whole dedicated following and fantastic musicians. And I'm very, very glad to see that happening. Um, so so you, it's a good time. Go I'm sorry. This is a good time for international collaborations and voices. Are you looking to go home and... and do a tour there yes we're looking to tour india in 2022 so that's something i'm really i have to roll up my sleeves and start working on a few venues um that are looking forward to having us i'm also um i'm also uh eager to tour more cities in the united states uh, okay. washington dc tulsa oklahoma and the west coast <clears throat> so reaching out to make that happen in 2022 because you know it's been a long time without steady gigs yeah. and yes tours as we used to know well i'm gonna i'm gonna whoops oh sorry technical difficulties hopefully you can see off, but someone is home <laughs> the, um, um, but wow. and then and then uh, this month, just next week, my ragas will get premiered in um, a Canadian jazz festival, South Coast Jazz. Okay. And it will be online the uh, 17th, 18th, and 19th. And it's just southcoastjazz.com. Um, and people mm -hmm. can stream that on YouTube and uh, online as well. So very excited to bring our stuff to Canada. South Coast Jazz. Com. Yeah, I believe it's southcoastjazz.com. I hope that's right. All right. The um all right. We have so many we have a lot of jazz festivals here. We have one in Newport. Um, yes. And then this, so I'm going to 
one thing I'm going to do is go down to downtown New Bedford, Massachusetts, and we have the Zyterian Theater, where many, many people have gone in, many, many stars, from Johnny Cash to, it just goes on and on and on, numerous people. So what I'm going to do is go down there and speak to the event director there, and uh, and I'm going to just give them a suggestion to reach out to you. Um, oh, that would be great. Do you know funny thing? I actually play in a Johnny Cash tribute band. You did. <laughs> I do. Wow. Still do. Wow. I, I love it. I love his story. I really do. And, uh, yeah. I love his music. It's wonderful. Yeah. I think um, it's one of my grandmother's favorite artists. And, um, you know, and so I listened to him and actually listening to his music for her. You know, she passed oh, away ye cool. years ago. So it, but I, I relate his music to her and uh, it means a lot to me. So, and I actually met him once. I met him once. Uh, no way. Yeah. How was it? That's I great. Did. What a great story. Great guy. Um, I, I just met him. Uh, I was working um, and I met him at his tour bus and talked to him for a few minutes and uh, it was nice. And uh, it was actually smaller than I thought he was, but uh, uh Expected to see someone a lot bigger, but um, he was definitely an icon, and I'll never forget that moment because I met him, and it was only four minutes, but it was well worth it. That's amazing. Yes, well worth it. Um, well, I can. Let me see. We got about ten minutes, and I just want to continue to praise you for everything that you're doing, and. The, the book of Ragas, Ragas, am I correct? Ragas. Ragas. Yes, I'll okay. show you a cover. Have it with me. Yes. This is the book of Ragas, volume two. This is a new CD that just came. And the artwork is so great. It's done by my um, friend from high school who has also done covers for A.R. Rahman mm -hmm. and other people. And um, it's just, it's a sequel to the the Book of Ragas volume one that I did, which we premiered at Carnegie Hall in 2019. And Ragas are just Indian modal scale. So I just mm -hmm. calling it the Book of Ragas. So this album, the blue one, which is volume two is all morning Ragas because you know, Indian music and a lot of Eastern music is divided according to the time of day. You play it mm. according to a certain time of day. Nice to know. Yeah. Nice to know. That's a history lesson for me. Yes. I didn't know that. And it's, awesome. yes, it's uh, actually really interesting because in when you play Western music, like I always joke when I play Mozart Sonata or Beethoven Sonata, I'm not saying I am playing this in the afternoon, people. Or you mm -hmm. come for dinner, I'll play you this. Although there are nocturnes that Chopin wrote, which were supposed to be played in the evening, of course. But a lot of Eastern music was written to just make you more aware. Okay. To slow you down, I guess, mm -hmm. and appreciate the beauty of the moment. Yes. Then always just rushing, rushing, rushing. And that's something I realized when I came here to New York City. I was just like, oh my God, where is everybody going? It's just like mm -hmm. everyone has to go from point A to point B, like yeah. now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Down, down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like really taken aback immediately. So I need I need to slow down and just mm -hmm. enjoy the moment, like not really be flustered at getting somewhere for the sake of getting somewhere. Because I then I just lose that journey and that beauty. So if you come and listen to our ragas or listen to this, the album, the ragas are supposed to really slow you down and take you on this beautiful journey. We feel human again, you know, have some peace and calm within us. Nice. I'm glad you said it that way. You kind of set the tone and what it's about. And, and so I'm going to make sure, well, I'll definitely, have that CD in the mail soon and definitely have it with me. Um, but I, I just, you, you, you have a fan, you have a new fan. Charlie Perry is your new fan. Thank you so much. Really. And the really Charlie podcast is 
your podcast. So anytime you want to come back, please come back and and join me or join one of your colleagues and, and we could do something, you know, or duo or definitely do that, you know, if, uh, whatever you want. But, uh, Thank you so much. It's really an honor. I am so grateful. I just think that anyone who is uh, eager to learn more about music, that, that, that they want to broaden their horizons and just learn and listen to something a little new is, is wonderful. I've listened to some incredibly talented folk from the global music scene as being part of the Indie Collaborative and the Recording Academy. Yes. It's, uh, we got to keep pushing it because it's a wonderful thing. And I'm going to keep pushing it on this podcast and every platform that I possibly have only because I think it's a fascinating thing. All right. Um, I wish we could have had you play something. That would have been great. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I, I don't know if we can play a YouTube clip. Um, let me see. I'm going to have to see what I can do here. Let's try to let look for something. And I do have access to a piano, but um, it's downstairs. And no, I, I understand. My, my daughter has been chatting with her best friend right by that piano, and she's not oh, about yeah. to give up that. That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone okay. you have a nine-year-old is basically like they think they're teenagers, and they just need to chat forever. So, yeah. Let's see, I, I, I have it. I have an empty nest, but I definitely know what you're going through. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if I can get this up. All right, let's see. I can never work this right, but I'm going to try my best here. Technology is not always our friend. No. <laughs> I've learned that. All right, let's see if we can do this right. All right. Let's give it a shot here. Fill your social media with later. You can focus Can't on Can't help the commercials. While your social runs itself. Which means you can be doing this while your social does this. Or do
lollipops for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I hope it sounded good on your end because I, I was did. very nice on this end. I, I was it was it, it was it was like earlier. Whoops. Sorry. That's a little bit too much commercial for me. Listen, please continue with your blessings and um and let's keep in touch. Let's do this another time or two or whatever you know convenient for you and uh anything that you possibly have i'm going to promote it anyways whether we have a podcast or not so thank you so much i am so grateful thank you for having me all right thank you and uh you don't have to have a lollipop for breakfast but um <laughs> just let i just want to let you know that that's a great song and uh i love it just as much as everybody else all right. Thank you, Charlie. You're the best. You're the best. And do me one favor. Can for the audience, could you say really, Charlie? Really, Charlie. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. So this is gonna be on Anchor and Spotify, probably within the hour, um, YouTube. So I'll definitely have it available on those platforms for you and the audience. And please, please be well. Stay well, and God bless you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Awesome, awesome guests. Just to let you know that um, her website is on the, on the in the comment section. It's on the screen right now. I just want to let you guys know that this artist is definitely... One of the best I've seen in my life. You know, she's very, very, very good at what she does. And I, I really want to go see her November 13th at Carnegie Hall. And I'm going to try to make that happen. Everyone, thank you for listening to the Really Charlie podcast on StreamYard, Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. I will continue to bring you some special guests throughout the month throughout this uh let's see next week on wednesday we have natalie jean um and then later on maybe in a week and a half we're gonna have marvin speller on here but i'm looking for guests to fill up the month of october and november um and into december which will become my first anniversary of the Really Charlie podcast. So December, I would really like to make awful special and, and have some guests on here um, where I can say thank you for listening. And it's almost one year. The first anniversary of the Really Charlie podcast. All right. So continue to send in, send me some messages and uh, people that you want on the, the Facebook. I mean, uh, sorry, on the podcast. And I'll try to get them on. I got a couple today, and I'm going to reach out to those people and get them on. And if you have some time on Tuesday nights, 6, 6, 8, uh, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., sorry, um, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on WNB1 Radio, myself and Russell Ramis will be serving you R&B music on the rocks, chilled music with chilled host where you get to listen to the music you love the most on WMB1 radio. Download the app, put the website in your browser, WMB1radio.com, and listen to us from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. All right. Let's see. Michael... Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy the podcast. Continue supporting me as I'm going to continue to support you. This was an awesome thing, awesome podcast for me. Shara Suri definitely made my night and making it possible. She was easy breezy and very, very honored to be on this podcast. And uh, that's great. It It really touched my heart. So, all right, everyone. Take care. God bless. Have a very good night.
and I'll see you tomorrow. Um, may have a spot up podcast on here tomorrow just to talk about some football or something like that. Celtics are coming up, so but uh, I'll let you know. All right, everyone, God bless. Take care and have a good night.